Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Caught at the 20, racing near sideline 10, corner of the 5, touchdown Raiders! The crowd applauds because Las Vegas just win, baby! Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. Big Dub Raiders said, Q, I was starting to turn the corner on getting Brady. Didn't want him in 2020 or any other time with the Raiders, but I had a change of heart and thought he'll bring the winning mentality. The way he played last night, I'm saying, hell no. We'll need a whole new offensive line and almost a whole new defense. I'm out on Brady. Hashtag Go Raiders. That's from my guy, Big Dub Raider. Thank you for that text. Keep those coming in. Don'tBeBroke.com. Text sign is 69187. Keyword R&R with DeMond Cotton, Lindsey Brown. I'm Q Myers. And right now, joining us on the phone line is our good friend, Brian Salmon from News 3LV. And Brian, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. And before we get into any football conversation or any conversation about you and DeMond in the ring, I got to ask about your experience at T-Mobile Arena. You were on that crank, man. You were making it happen. How was that experience for you? Wow, man. First of all, I appreciate you having me on, as always. My boy Q. Everybody's boy Q. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the, the siren, cranking the siren at the Golden Knights game at T-Mobile Arena was absolutely, it was more um, exciting and thrilling than I thought it would be, honestly. Like, being up there with a full house, having a jersey on, um, yeah, it was it was pretty dope. And then kind of seeing it afterwards, like the video that was shot and like seeing yourself on the big screen, it's almost like uh, I want to be on TV or something. Like it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's funny is I saw Lindsay's video that she took, and she's actually here in studio with us. I saw the video that she took, and Brian, there was a moment where right before you started to crank it, you looked like a kid in the candy store. Like you're clapping your hands like, ooh, I got the big present under the tree. Like you looked like you were so excited. So I can only imagine the kind of rush that you had when you got ready to do that. That's exactly how I felt. I was like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe I'm actually doing this. I mean, and I actually had text Lindsay, and, uh, you know, I talked about the fact that I'm the first media, sports media person to ever do that, mm. like ever, which is crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, doing that was, I mean, that's reserved for people that are actually real people, you know, like Shaq and you see the Usher up there, you know what I mean? They had Penn from Penn & Teller doing it nice. uh, that night as well. I was like, man. I felt really special. Yeah, it was definitely, it was really, really cool. I felt like a kid in a candy store for sure. Well, Brian, I know that you're a professional, so I'm sure that you're getting that rotator cuff warmed up because you got <laughs> after it. It was really impressive. But, but how soon uh, ahead of time did you know that that was going to happen for you? Were you nervous about it, as nervous as you would be, you know, going to air with somebody who's going to say hell on t- live TV? <laughs> oh, anyway, you carried me on television. That's all oh. that was. No, no, no one even noticed that I was on television. It's like, man, who is this Lindsey Brown? And when can you have her on more? That's basically what happened. But, uh, no, I honestly, I wasn't nervous about it at all. I mean, um, if you think about it like this, the thing that probably made me the most nervous that I've done in a long time was when I hosted the Golden Knights and the Raiders softball game, and I'm standing in front of, you know, I don't know, like 10,000 people at the Las Vegas ballpark. Like, that's a little bit nerve-wracking, you know what I mean? But tw- twirling a, a siren, yeah, that wasn't nervous at all, man. I, I just – I was pumped, though. Like, your adrenaline was definitely going because I cranked that thing. They, they made it seem like as if 
don't be don't be like a sucker. Don't get up there and like do it all lazy and mm-hmm. look crazy. So I was I was cranking that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead and clip that, please, Damon. Go ahead and clip that. We'll we'll use that for a soundbite later. I was cranking that thing. That's a promo. <laughs> And Where's Soldier Boy when you need him? Exactly how hard a right hand can be, too. <laughs> Hold on, Brian. You know I'm gonna go ahead and steal a little line from Adrian Broner real quick, cause I'm the can man. Cause anybody can get it. Dominican, Mexican, American, anybody can. Where get it. is this show going? Because <laughs> he was talking about the right hand. Unbelievable. So I had to let him know I'm the can man. All right, Brian. Did your... he get knocked out? Yeah, but I mean the line's good though. It's very good line. Very good. <laughs> that's the point. All, all show, no go. That's what that's what my daddy used to call cats like that. Yeah, man, bumping them guns, they're writing checks that something cannot cash. Exactly. I got the gift of gab and the gift of jab. <laughs> all right, go on with your crazy, man. <laughs> all right, Brian. Where were your first impressions of me in the ring? You know, were you impressed when you saw me hitting the mids? Did you say if he would have started this a couple of years How sooner, he could ask be a pro? A question about yourself, of course, because we're talking about the sparring session, Q. Uh, I, I was thinking the exact same thing, Q. Basically, hey, Brian, uh, tell me how great I am. Right? How pretty am I? How pretty am I? Right. <laughs> oh, we've lost control of this show today. Q, man. I mean, you got Demond. He, he says he's the boss, so he's in there running things, man. So, yeah. uh, I will say this. And I don't know if Q saw this or if Lindsay saw this, but a while ago I put out, oh, last week I put out a picture with Jesse and I, and we were sparring. It was just a picture. Any media member can get it. Or any media member that, you know, wants to do, come on out here, come, come box with us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, DeMond was the only one that responded, and I could tell by his response. He was like, oh, yeah, I want that smoke. Yeah, I want that smoke. So just you having – that response and following through and actually coming out, I give you big props for that above anything, man. Like, I, I give you props for coming out. And then, I mean, actually interviewing you because I tell everybody, and people don't understand, I tell everybody it is a lot different than what you think it is going to be like when you get into the ring. And I'll ask you, was it a lot different than what you thought it might be like getting into the ring? Longest three minutes of my life. Those 30 <laughs> seconds, if you wanted to, you could have killed me. <laughs> Because I had nothing. <laughs> At least you're honest. <laughs> He's keeping it a buck. He's keeping it a buck. And this is crazy. So Demond and I went three minutes. We just went one round. And I, I, only, I only hit you once. I maybe hit you maybe twice. But, like, I, I didn't throw any hard shots. And I told him beforehand, like, I'm, I'm not in there trying to prove anything. I'm not trying to beat you up. Demond was in there throwing heat, though. <laughs> <laughs> he was in there throwing heat. Guys, and he's throwing hard shots. I'm like, okay, Demond, okay. Um, but uh, yeah, man, he was in there throwing heat, man. It was a, it was a good time. I did. I'm sure. Did you tell him about the one shot I did hit? You, the one shot. No, then it never came up. Of course he didn't. Of course he never came up. Cost already. I don't know why. I don't know why it would have. It slipped your mind, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah. Of course. So much <laughs> well, was going on. If you want to tell him about it, the the one I, I was like, you know, I throw one shot. And I, did, I didn't even throw it hard at all, like very, very light, seriously. But, uh, yeah, what, what happened? You remember that shot? Devon, you want to explain? Uh, you know what happened? You know, I was getting him real good, and he hit me with a body shot. It barely grazed me. But I said, hey, man. Hey. Did he drop you? Did he no, drop you? No, he didn't drop me. Did he cripple you? No, he just hit me in the body, and I was like, oh. <laughs> I, I, I didn't cripple you at all? Nah, nah. You got to come with some more heat than that, big fella. Oh, 
Oh, man. The market. Ugh! And move back. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you lost your breath. Okay, hold you on. Lost, you lost all your I, wind, huh? I gave him like five seconds. I was like, hold on, man. My bad, man. I didn't mean to hit you with Man, I was taking seconds because I was tired. Mm. No, the oh, shot was that hard. tired. It wasn't, it wasn't a body shot. It was just a tire. Okay, I got you. I eat those. I see, see what I got to deal with? <laughs> see what I got to deal with on the regular, Brian? I got to deal with Damon in here who he, he his mind sees one thing, but reality is another thing. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. This this guy. So, but it went okay. I mean, he's he's a guy that you'll actually invite back for another another uh, session. Absolutely. Like I said, he came out there. He came out there. I mean, people talk that talk, right? And they act like you know they really want it. They think they think they can do what Floyd Mayweather does. It's easy. You're just gonna punch and like Demond will probably tell you off the air and everything else when he was throwing right hands and and, and jabs and everything else. Like, I was nowhere to be found. You know what I mean? Like, folks aren't standing there and getting hit. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's tiring. It's a, like He went three minutes in a round with me, and this was after I had already done three rounds with a guy who's a pro. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. So, I mean, hey, I'll give DeMond credit for showing up because I wouldn't have showed up. I'm not about that life, right? I'm a lover, not a fighter, man. I'm a father, man. I'm a father, right? <laughs> hey, there, there may have been some talk in the gym about that very subject. Like, man, Q's too pretty, man. Q is not coming in here. You damn right. I ain't got no problem with that, though. I ain't got. You see, you see my waves. They're on point. I, hey, look, man. If I fight, it's because I'm defending my family, not because it's recreation. <laughs> I, I like Q was like, man, you are not about to straighten out my ways or any kind of punch. No, no, I'm not trying. I'm like, hey, man, I'm like in Friday when they say, what do you come down here messing with these fine folks for? You want some of this, old man? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. No, I don't. No, look, I ain't, I ain't too proud. Man, I'll let it be known. I'm okay with that, man. I Look, look, it's man. DeMond is young and strong. He was. I, I watched him hit the mitts with, uh, with Wayne. And see, what you really want to get is you want to get more take from DeMond and what it was like. Because, DeMond, you did some mitts with Wayne. You might have, I don't know, 20, 30 seconds worth. Were you tired at all? Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, man, that second go round that I had, because the first round I was like, yo, I'm going to go, I'm gonna give my three minutes, give my all. But after that second round, it was like, hey, Wayne, take it easy. Because <laughs> he was still, and the thing about Wayne is he's Irish. So he's giving me the calls and one, two, but it's in an Irish accent. So I couldn't hear, I couldn't understand it. I don't speak Irish yet is what he said. Because so, how does it sound? One two, yeah. How do you say it? How do you how do you say one two in Irish? Isn't it just kind of like I mean, it's one two. Then when he starts, it's like left hook. Oh no, he's cutting out. You're you're thinking about what he's saying. You have to comprehend him saying one two. Okay, one two and three. Okay, three. You're very happy. Oh, we're losing them. But it'd be one, two, left hook. It'd be like it, one, two, slip, left hook, right. And it's like, oh, my God, what are you saying? The accent, I can't hear you. So that was the main issue for me. I would say, you know, shout out to all my Irish brothers and sisters out there. But so my you, ears are not so adept. You, you and Conor McGregor ain't, ain't training together. No. I don't understand the thing. All right. Well, there it is. I understand the thing. It's tough. It's tough. Man, like you... You hit Mitch with Wayne. He only do it for like thirty seconds, maybe a minute. I don't know. You know, moving around and and, and he'll hit you every once in a while to make sure to keep your hands up. I saw him do that to Demond a few times. Like, hey, that's you throw funny. The shot, you throw the left. Bring your left. You don't get hit in the face. 
<laughs> Demanda's gonna get mopped. All right, well, Brian, I was gonna have you, I was gonna have you talk a little Raiders with us, but I mean, you know, we spent all this time talking about Demond in the ring. Let me wait, wait, wait. I was gonna wait. let's ask Brian about his upcoming. Yeah, that's what we want to know about. What, what about your upcoming fight, man? Who are you fighting now? Oh well, no, it's it's an amateur fight. It's USA boxing, so it's sanctioned. Uh, I put in at 183 pounds. That's uh, I can go up or down five pounds. I don't know who I'm fighting, but I fight somebody who's my weight, my age, my experience level, more importantly. And I've never had a, 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 a amateur fight, so if that's that's one would. Like, if I went against someone like Demond, well, he's far less of an amateur than I am. And I won't be fighting anyone like Ray, who was a guy who was a pro that was at the gym that you see the video of. You know, I'm, I'm thankful that Demond didn't put any more video of that up there because Ray was giving me work today. So, um, yeah, it, it, it should be a good time. Honestly, and this is what Wayne tells me, because I'm being long with it. Wayne tells me, he's like, you're not going to fight anyone like Ray. You're going to fight someone who's a super amateur. And I've been training for a while, man. I I don't see myself getting work, honestly. Okay, okay. Well, where, where can we see this, or can we see this? Where, where can we show up on the oh, spot? Yeah, you, you you can come. I don't have the actual address. It's it's February. 20th. Okay. It's at on it's on Dean Martin. I want to say whatever like the Las Vegas Sports Complex or something like that on Dean Martin. It ain't gonna be it ain't gonna it. be behind Allegiant Stadium, right? It ain't gonna be like pull up to Allegiant Stadium and out the back alley. <laughs> Brian's fighting. <laughs> If the guy is throwing low blows like Demond was, man, it might be like that. But no, I'm just playing. I heard that. <laughs> well, you let nah, me you let cool. me know uh, where to go and all that other stuff, man, because I want to check it out, man. It's February 25th or 26th or something like that. It'll be one of those two days. Okay, one of those two days. All right. Well, the and Super Bowl will be over. You let me know. I absolutely will tell you, man. I, I want as much support as I can get because hopefully the energy will help me. Because again, as Demond will tell you, those rounds are long. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, we're going to bring the energy. Matter of fact, we're going to get you back on. We'll have you talking about it before that event happens so we can really get you hyped up and maybe get some folks and local folks to come out and uh, support our guy. I appreciate that, man. I really do appreciate that because I, I will need it. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. Well, Brian, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Next time we catch up, we'll talk boxing. We'll talk some Raiders as well. See what the offseason is looking like because it's going to be an interesting offseason, as you very well know. Absolutely. My boy Q, man. Hey, I appreciate you. Lindsay, I appreciate the video that you shot last night. Demond, man. Hey, it takes a lot of onions to come up there today, man, especially to get in the ring with me. And uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry about the one body shot that um, that I didn't hit you with. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Brian, appreciate you, brother. All right, man. You guys be good. All right, you too. There he goes. Brian Salmon, News 3 LV. That was interesting. I didn't know. I didn't know that there was that much that went into what you took part of today. I didn't. I didn't know. I ain't about that life. I, I am you. beat. I, My back, I need the icy hot immediately. Oh, Get yeah. Get stairs after. You're ready to go. You're in your training outfit. I yeah. can understand the motivation level. It's very high right now. Very high. Yeah, come on. Come on, youngster. I went to the gym at 5 a.m. today, and then I did this. My body's saying, Brady, take a break. <laughs> well... You ain't taking no breaks no time soon, brother. <laughs> 317 is the time. We do want to hear from you, though. We're going to get back on track, I promise. 702-365-9200. Don'tbebroke.com. Text line 69187. Keyword R&R. Many thanks to Brian Salmon from News 3LV, uh, giving us a little bit of behind-the-scenes look at what him and DeMond were going through and what the work they were putting in today. But I want to know, how did Monday night impact your feelings on Brady one way or the other? Plus, would you be okay with the Raiders being aggressive in this year's upcoming draft to go and get the quarterback of the future, the long-term solution? Let us know about it. It's Rare Nation Radio 920. 
It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. On Raider Nation Radio. Oh, he's... 3.22 is the time here on Raider Nation Radio 920. We're having a lot of fun in the studio. Demond Cotton, Lindsey Brown, and your boy Q. Just had a conversation with Brian Salmon from News 3 LV. We have all kind of great conversations going on. I was actually giving Demond a lot of credit right now. We just got a text on our don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R, about how inspiring he is. Geese Mode hit us up and said, Demond the boss, putting in all this work right now is hella inspiring. He must be from the Bay if he said hella especially since most of us already quit our New Year's resolutions. Keep grinding. There you go. There you go, Damon. That's who I do it for. <laughs> there, Results is, don't is lie. That, is that what you do it for? Yep. You do it for the people? I mean, I'm out here working out at 5 a.m. in a sauna suit, you know, putting in that work. Okay. Okay. Who now, knows what's next? Yeah, you're going, you're going a little farther there, brother. <laughs> I'm actually trying to lose about 20 pounds. I'm a little overweight right now, to be honest. Okay. Well, that's that's whatever. Best what, of luck in your goals. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever the case may be, brother, I'm okay with that. Cucamonga Raider hit us up. We need to find that dude in next year's draft, which in my opinion is Caleb. Because that guy is the dude. No one wants to hear this, but we need to be okay going in this year with Stiddy because it's cheap option and use all that capital to build the heck out of the team. Offensive line, defensive line. Would really be nice to have a middle-of-the-pack defense or better for the first time in a while. Can't remember when the last time we had a bad-ass defense. Whatever happened to the days of the Raiders had that terrifying D. That's Cucamonga Raider. Thank you for the text. And I'll tell you right now, I don't remember. I don't remember the days where that defense was terrifying, right? I mean, I know that there was times where the defense was really good. But, I mean, top 10, you know, just, just – like, I hate looking at the 49ers and watching them play and say, man, if only. Right? What they say, you're not supposed to cherish what the next man has. I, I don't want to be that guy. It's like, man, 49er fans have it good. They got that great. I see the Raiders have a defense that had guys that, that knew their role and, and played it at such a high level. And that's why D'Amico Ryans is going to be a head coach uh, probably this next year. You know, depending on where he goes, uh, he's going to have he's going to have himself a great opportunity because, man, he's he's got that defense cooking. I would love to see – Patrick Graham get that defense cooking with the Raiders. So the 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 things that you're talking about, maybe wait and go get that quarterback in the next draft. Up that team, they put up that offensive line. But the pressure, the caveat with that is the pressure is there because the Super Bowl is going to be here in 2024. So Lindsay, you know the storyline is going to be. Oh, the Raiders going to host be Tampa. The, we right. could totally be Tampa. Exactly, exactly. You saw Tampa Bay do it. Yep. You saw the Rams do it. Why shouldn't the Raiders do it? In the, so that's going to be there, too. Yeah, and it's certainly something that is going to be in the back of our minds and in the front office, too. But you have to stay true to what the long-term vision of this team is. As you've mentioned and so many of the listeners that have chimed in, it's about building up that defense. And we've seen early success from quarterbacks happen in this league, but it's because the team has done the due diligence ahead of time to build up that defense. That's what happened in Seattle. That's what happened uh, with, with Mahomes in, in uh, Kansas City. And mm-hmm. so you have not fun for a couple years, but it's, right. what, it's what a necessary evil is. It really is. And I know Raider Nation is like, yes, but it's been so many years. And believe me, I'm right there. I've been right there with you the whole time. I know about that long sleigh ride. That's that one long sleigh ride that just ain't ended yet, right? It's been so long with a couple little bright spots here and there, but not enough. So that's where it's like, I want it now. But at the same time, is it going to be a team that's going to have that longevity that's the question. 702-365-9200. Let's go out to the phone lines, talk to our guy, Raider X. Welcome to the show, my man. 
Hello? Yeah, what up, Doc? Hey, what up, guys? Hey, what up, ladies? Yeah, you are an inspiration. And you probably can take a hell of a shot because you're chewing on all that $1 meat. <laughs> your, jaw, your jaw probably really strong, man. You're like a, like a pit bull. <laughs> wow. That was great. That's a promo. <laughs> but uh, on a serious note, I wanted to talk about that. You know, I mean, DeMonte made a, a pretty serious statement that he wants to be part of the decision-making of the next quarterback coming in. And really, you know, everybody going back and forth, is there any other veteran choice besides Brady? No, there really isn't. Because, you know, uh, you know, going and go get, getting Jimmy, uh, you know, come on, man. That, that's, that, that's car. I'm with that's, you. That's a, I'm with you. Know, you. And that's car, that's car but, less, but less durable. Mm-hmm. You know, call it what it is. Yeah. And, you know, and then, and then talking about getting his guys, do you really see Josh McDaniels evolving his offense around somebody, you know, going over there and, and, and training for the Ravens and going and getting getting, getting Jackson. I, I just don't see it. I don't see it. No, I don't see that and, or Aaron Rodgers, to be honest. Yeah, and yeah, and training away everything for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, why not, like you just said, you know, totally invest in the defense and solidify that offense because let's let's get somebody to disagree. If you truly had a better offensive line and you had a shutout defense, do you really think Stiddy could take it? I mean, I think the guy is going to give you some ball, and I think he's going to. There's no excuse why he can't run the offense, especially if he's got a better line. And we do bring back Josh, and we go out there and truly go invest in a in a future quarterback or somebody that can be that dude. That's really what it is, you know, Billing. Because aren't they for the long haul? Yeah, you know, getting that long haul because really all there is, like I just said, is you know TV TV twelve. And that's not really the answer. Like, like you said last night, I mean, he would need a great line. And mm-hmm. if you give a great line, I think almost any quarterback is, is going to succeed. All right. Hey, good stuff, Raider X. Thank you for the call. And, yeah, that's that's the thing. I feel about you right now. Because, again, and I've been a member of Raider Nation for a very long time, I think it's about time that you're able to get the long-term success. Right, not be teased all the time. We talked about this the other day. You don't want to keep being teased. You see some, oh, success of twenty sixteen. Oh, success of twenty twenty one. That's you know, that's years in between. You want to be that that fan that's able to say that my team's gonna be in the mix every year. So they've got to find a way to be a long term answer and be a long term successful team. And whatever they whatever the way that they're gonna get it done, the only thing that stinks about the whole situation is well, we've all been waiting forever for that. <laughs> right? And so it's not their fault. They've only been around for a year. But Raider Nation's been around forever. So there's fans that we that call the station right now that have been around, been longer fans than I've been alive. You know, we have folks that call in. I've been a fan for 50 years. I'm only 46. I mean, so people, you know, will call in all the time and say that. The problem is that this staff's job, this front office's job, build this thing so you can have that sustained success and I don't. I mean, if you put a bandaid on it, is that really a sustained success, or is that just a, is that just a, a hiccup? Well, and you have to think about the right bandaid too, because right. how often do we see a veteran quarterback coming on a on a shorter term deal, and then he plays bad for three or four games, and all of a sudden, well, we want the rookie guy in there. He should be in there. We should be expediting <laughs> the future, and that's why as. 
as annoying as it is to think about Tom Brady possibly coming to this team for some people, there is a level of respect that he commands. And if he goes in, you're not taking him out for rookie guy even if he plays for, poorly because he's freaking Tom Brady. And so that's where it's you have to build for the future, but you also have to protect that future mm-hmm. and, and, and play your cards the right way every single that's where the Raiders get into the troubles, where they'll they'll play a couple hands the right way, and all of a sudden, we're, we're, what are you right. doing, guys? Yeah, no, that's that's a great point. That's a very good point. We want to hear from you. 702-365-9200. Also, our don'tbebroke.com text line six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. She's Lindsey Brown. He's Demon Cotton. I'm Q Myers. This is Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. Now back to unnecessary roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Got cover three NFL news and notes coming up in just a few minutes, but I did want to hit the don'tbebroke.com text line first. It's 69187, keyword R&R. Talking about how did Monday night impact your feelings on Brady one way or the other, and would you be okay with the Raiders being aggressive in this year's upcoming draft to go up and get that quarterback of the future? I think at some point they've got to get that. they got to land that quarterback of the future, and he's got to be a dude. He's got to be a guy that can compete with the best in the business. I'm talking about the Allens, the Burrows, the Mahomes, the Herberts, you know, guys like that, the young studs, especially. You see, there's a lot of really good quarterbacks. The Raiders need to go and find their guy. I got some really good texts that I want to get to. Rob in Oakland always gives us some good stuff. It's early, but as it, but as it stands, I wouldn't give up picks to move up from seven because it'll take a lot of draft capital. I'd rather see controlled aggression to acquire more second through fourth round picks to build up the roster of value players. I think it's important to minimize mistakes in this draft. I think reaching for a quarterback is a mistake due to a high bust potential. I may be in the minority, but I think approaching this draft as a springboard in next year's Vegas Super Bowl is also a mistake. If we're trying to build for the next 10 to 15 years, we're supposed to be building a team that can win a Super Bowl anywhere. That's Rob in Oakland. And, Lindsay, I think that goes right to the point that you were making a little while ago. Yeah, the building of a cornucopia of capital of sorts because there's so many. That was many... a big word. Oh, you pulled... yeah. Hold on, the alliteration Hold on. Lindsay pulled out the big word, Let's man. Let's go. I'm just thinking about, like, Hunger Games when they're all running <laughs> to that big cornucopia in the middle. And nice. everybody is just going for whatever they, they possibly can. But this is a team that has. Many different areas to to improve and and then even more room to grow from there. And earlier about the capital, Mahomes and and moving up from twenty something to ten, that's a big jump. But that's also to the tenth spot, and you're moving right. from that's a lot different from say what the Minnesota Vikings were able to get from the Cleveland Browns when they swindled for Trent Richardson. That's just moving up one spot. Right. And so those those prices change. But mm-hmm. uh, I I like a lot of that logic, and and ultimately you can do both at the same time where you could build for the future and still create a stopgap situation here. It's just, again, about playing your cards right. Yeah, and I like how Rob DeMond, I like how he pointed out, like, don't use the draft. Like, don't feel the stress and the pressure of, well, you're hosting a Super Bowl, right? To to have to be mm-hmm. better than what you really are. Realize if you build the team right, like Rob said, you can go win anywhere. Yeah, and you can win anywhere. And I also like what he mentioned about those second to fourth round picks because I do mm-hmm. think that with this regime, I think they're going to hit on those mid-round picks. We saw it with Dylan Parham, where I think that he's going to be a starter for years to come on this team. So I think that that's their bread and butter. I'm not saying that they're going to whiff on the first round picks, right. but we see it with Max Crosby and Hunter Renfro on the team now as well, where I think that this team is going to be built on those mid-round picks because you don't want to just say, hey, whoever your first-round pick is, he's the future of the franchise at any position. But those mid-round picks, if they get, if they can acquire more of them, is where they're going to build out this roster. Jay in Vegas said, how about an ultra-aggressive move and make a deal for Tom Brady in free agency and also find a way to trade up and draft C.J. Stroud? I mean, Rodgers did sit behind Brett Favre, right? That's Jay in Vegas, so... If you're sold on C.J. Stroud, just say you're sold on him as the guy. Would you 
would you be okay and comfortable with going out and signing Brady at maybe 25 mil, whatever? He never takes big, huge money. He's never been that guy uh, for multiple reasons. I don't know if that changes now, but who knows? It hasn't. Would you be comfortable with signing him and then saying, hey, let's go get aggressive because C.J. Stroud, we believe, is our guy. What do you? DeMond's making a face over there like, it, it, like you're trying to swallow that $1 steak. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that C.J. Stroud may be available at seven as is. Really? So maybe they don't need to move up. I do think that he he's going to be available. Okay. There are a lot of good defensive players in this draft. There is. Will Anderson, I would love to see Will Anderson. I'd love to see Jalen Carter. Hey, like I, I'd be prices right. Come on down. Come on down. <laughs> I would love to see those cats, right? But if they were to make a move, I don't. I just don't like the the idea of moving up because, mm-hmm. as we discussed in hour one, I don't think that any of the quarterbacks in this draft. I'm not saying they're not going to be good, right? But are they that dude, right? And I just I'm not sold yet. But maybe I could also be proven wrong. But just right now, from the body of work in college, I'm not sure that these guys are just really going to take. As Jim from Yonkers said, Adams and Jacobs wants to win now. Can't go to Stidham after Carr. Downgrade. Offensive line did some good blocking for Jacobs. 10-7 and seven last year with less talent. 50 years. Q, thank you for a great show. That's Jim and Yonkers. Adam and Jacobs wants to win now. Lindsay, how much do you put that into perspective? Like, these guys aren't, aren't trying to build for the long term. They're trying to win right now. Well, I think that's important because when we talk about this team, especially in the last few years, the, the question of culture comes up a, a lot in the buy-in and, and whether or not guys are able to execute in those big moments because they've been able to be engaged in the day-to-day preparation uh, that it takes to compete at a high level. And I've been firmly in the camp of signing Josh Jacobs even before he had his unbelievable year yeah. because I just when you see some of those early returns he was able to turn in, you're like, you know what does a, a, a real thing for this locker room? is you buy into a guy who's shown that, okay, you're going to say no to me, but then I'm going to make you say yes. Like, that does a lot. And we already know just how much was sacrificed to bring Devontae in. And ultimately, he's the best wide receiver in the NFL. So if if he thinks that there are good bones here that they could build here and it's something that he wants to be a part of, hell yeah, I bring him in the discussion because he's seen some things. You know, let me take you behind the scene, Raider Nation. Lindsey Brown is a, a former hockey player, played played hockey for a very long time. And so taking this into the locker room, let me take this mm-hmm. inside the Josh Jacobs, you said you were in the in the camp of signing Josh Jacobs before he had his big season. What does a guy who you know all the team is willing to give everything? What does that mean to the other players in the locker room, regardless of? Here for you to push yourself and say, you know, not every day do we have our full capacities to to push ourselves through. Well, I don't want to do this. I don't feel like doing mm-hmm. this. Well, you know what? Josh Jacobs probably is putting his feelings aside. I know that he's going to be able to come in here and do the extra up, and that's going to push you even further. And once you see that buy-in from other people, it just becomes easier and easier to have that expectation and to police that amongst yourselves too. Because that was a question that was posed a lot to Josh McDaniels. When ultimately a lot of that falls in on the relational dynamics between player to player. Yeah, no doubt. Good stuff. Good stuff. Lindsey Brown, DeMond Cotton, I'm your boy Q. Uh, how about this one from East Bay Raider Gray? Stidham was exposed in the second half of the Niner game, and KC copied him. Six sacks and a blowout. He clearly isn't going to hang with Mahomes and Herbert. Brady is a bridge quarterback to help quarterback or develop a quarterback for the future. If you go with a rookie quarterback and he needs a few years to come into his own, will this staff that drafted him still be here? Now we're talking about is he a fit for the new staff? Winning now gives the staff more years to build. So, <laughs> So as the plot thickens, right? This this is all of a sudden when it's like, right? The next the next stage of the show, like okay, as the plot thickens, you win now. Winning cures all. Mm-hmm. Winning cures all. So if you're able to win now, but the question is, you're rolling the dice. Can you win now? If you were, to, where, where are you at with that, Demond? 
Also, I think that coaches now, you really have a three-year period. I don't care how Max. long the contract yeah. is. <laughs> Max. After year three, that's that's where it's going to be rubber getting meeting the, meeting the road. So it's that's a good point there. Was that East Bay Raider Gray? Yep. That made that point? He's been yes. on fire today. Yeah, he really has. He been. was inspired by your working out and you're eating the gray steak. <laughs> okay, enough of that. <laughs> But when it comes to this team, yeah, you're right. If they do draft that quarterback for the future, will the staff be even be around to see him progress and see how he's going to blossom? So that's why they have to win now. With this roster, it's a win now team. And a rookie quarterback, you don't. We talk about Devontae Adams, but mm-hmm. also Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. We forget it, but he's 30 plus. He's his time is also ticking as an elite player in this league. So especially with the weapons on offense, you've got to maximize that now. The best player on defense. We know that Max Crosby, he's going to be great for years to come. But with the premier talent that they have on the offensive side, that window is ticking and it's getting smaller. I just think the time is also curious, too, because depending on where the franchises are in terms of how long they've suffered, you know, there's going to be a, mm-hmm. a different patience level for a New England Patriots fan versus a Green Bay Packer fan versus a, a Raiders fan. But in terms of what we, how you progress through a regime, mm-hmm. like making this move and saying we got that actually speeds your timeline up. If you go more of a slow burn, you have more cards to play to potentially save your job because you say that coaches probably have a three-year shelf life. Well, they're usually the first to go. Then it's the general manager. Then it starts to look at other parts of the team too. And so in a way, they're kind of playing with borrowed time this season because if they slow roll that, then it puts them out for another year for them to make their big play. And and ultimately, that's what will define their tenure. Raider Fish at Berkeley hit us up on Twitter and said, how about this? Stidham is our starter. If we do not land Jackson or or Rodgers, long shots, I know. Then draft the best defensive players available in the first three rounds. If Stiddy is above average or better, then cool. If not, then 2024 will have a deep quarterback class as well. So it's kind of like we think maybe this will be, but I feel like that that's not an idea. You don't know. Right, and I feel like you have to know what you're doing. Yeah, if you're going to move up, it has to be for somebody that you have truly locked in on that checks a lot of boxes for you because otherwise, like you said, the, there is a stronger class next year, and I hate saying, well, we're, we're going to wait until it comes around because that's not always a guarantee in terms of what you're able to do, but you could do a lot more damage making the wrong move than making a lateral one right now. And also, about that part as well about Jared Stidham next year, I don't think that this team can afford gap quarterback and if they win maybe if they don't the draft pick for next year I'll say it flat out I truly believe that if Jared Stidham is the starting quarterback next season it's not going to be a successful season for the Raiders and that's I'm not trying to bag on them too much but as, right, the, as the previous check you. said hey the 49ers they they figured them out in the second Once they half got some the film Chiefs, on them, yeah, yeah exactly Once yeah. You get some film on I know them, that guy. we were all enamored after that first game but guys are backup quarterbacks in this league for a reason but as Horowitz said, hey, you want your backup quarterback to at least be able to get you to 500. 500 right. And I think that he is that, a good backup quarterback. But he's not going to be your starter leading you to the playoffs. I'll tell you this, if you sit next season and you start losing some games, you saw Allegiant Stadium in the last two home games. There was a lot of red. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of red in the building. And I know, you know, I know a lot of fans aren't happy already just because it's a destination location and fans are going to come to the, to the building. But if you sit 2024, I mean, it's going to start being like the rest of the strip. Right? I mean, reality is people come to the Strip. People come to Vegas to go to the Strip and hang out. It's going to become like the rest of the Strip if they don't win and find ways to win right away. We got this uh, tweet right here from RaidersBurner91. Trade Carr for a second-round pick. Trade Waller for a second-round pick. Sign Brady. Bring Gronk to Vegas to help us with boredom. (laughs) Use the new picks and first uh, to move up for Stroud. Um, 
I think Gronk's busy. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he's busy. <laughs> I really do. Honestly, I could see, and this is just me thinking long term, or not even long term, just thinking like outside the box. I could see. I wouldn't think that you'd want to rely on. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's only got twelve games. He's only got a good twelve games in the season. He's only got so many hits in him that he can take. Right. I mean, especially pressure off of him. Yeah. I mean, he's he's gonna take some hits on the field, and then he's gonna take some hits here in, in town. We all know that, There's right? There's that to consider as well. Right. I mean, Gronk. Look, Gronk ain't never shot. There ain't been a party that Gronk ain't liked. Right. There's not been. He, there could be a party. that's like, hey, something bad's gonna happen to you here. Oh. Well, Boxed him on all behind Allegiant Stadium, like we were talking about Brian yeah, earlier. Yeah, there you go. For that. Now don't let me Get find the out. out. Don't let me find out that y'all are, are fighting in the back alley. You know where the, <laughs> where the trash bins are or something like like you did in school. You know, hey, meet me in the park at three o'clock, man. Oh man, I used to love those moments, man. Not because I was out there fighting you. I was more of an instigator, man. I was oh, too. You backed into the crowd <laughs> quick, didn't you? No, oh, I was. Man. Hey, Lizzie, no joke. I was the instigator too. Shocking, right? Yeah. That that was my role. I was the instigator. Loud mouths. But yeah, but there was one time in class I remember me and this dude. We're going back and forth, and so I just threw it out there. I just I'm BSing anyway. And then man, just call to meet me at the park at three o'clock, and he's like, "All right, I'll be there." And I was like, "Yeah, whatever." Right? I didn't think that he was gonna really be there, so I didn't think nothing of it. One of my friends was like, "Hey man, aren't you supposed to be at the park at 3? And I was like, "Nah, man." He's like, "I think everyone's at the park waiting for you." I was like, "No, they're not." I looked out there, and there was like all these folks out there, and I was like, "What y'all doing?" They're like, aren't you going to fight homeboy? I was like, yeah, bro. I was just talking, man. I got the ice cream truck to right, crash down the street. Right, I'm man. busy. My mama think, I, she know I got to be home by 3.30. I, I ain't messing with y'all, but man. Do you think homeboy would have presented a problem? Oh, no, he was definitely going to be a problem. But it was like, he was the guy that you, you know, you don't think that he, you know, like, he's not really going to. You took this serious? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then when you realize that he took it serious, you're like, oh, wait. Oh, he's oh oh oh. I'm not in the mental state. Oh wait, hold on. I don't know if I really want this. <laughs> I did that in middle school. Uh, you know, it was like exchange words. We'll meet at the bowling alley this weekend. Plus, I was a lot smaller too. I didn't start growing until my junior year in high school. Uh, I was but as a soon as I said bowling alley, yeah, meet at the bowling alley. That was this place, not the park. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Hey, things are different. But we got a park right behind our school. Where'd you get a bowling alley from? You go downtown? I mean, no, it's a very, it's Tennessee's a very small place. Better you know? weapons assortment there too. <laughs> but uh, but it was just like, but after it was said, I didn't give it a second thought. What am I gonna do? Like go to the bowling alley on Friday to have a fight? Hypothetically, <laughs> nah. You have a pizza after the fact. Sing kumbaya. Raider Burner ninety one hit his back. He said, "Yo, you ain't wrong about Gronk in Vegas being entertaining and a liability, like eating steak from the dollar store." <laughs> Gronk would he, he would he would enjoy that steak with me. If you had an endorsement deal, he would. Oh man, that's funny. I love it. I love it. He said like eating steak from the dollar store, Demond. That'll never go away, ever, ever. Dollar go away. steak, Demond. Anything for anything for good content, guys. I'm here for you. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. I had a couple little news and notes that I wanted to pass along. You continue to hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line at six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. And of course, as soon as I said that. Uh, you know, that I'm going to get one. Mailman Raider Max said, a lot of pressure is on Joshua Daniels. There's no way he will take a chance on an unknown. I feel with all my heart he'll get Brady in Vegas. That's the other thing. Five, six, seven years. They get two, three years. Get it done or you're out. The Texans, if you're a Texans coach, you're like, you better get it done right now or you're out. <laughs> one and done, brother. The only coach that it looks like around the league that has this job stability, well, Brandon Staley, of course, but at least you can say he made the playoffs. But Dan Campbell, because you can see, oh. hey, he's building a good program. You up know there what? In I didn't believe all the rah rah and all By the kneecaps. Yeah, I didn't. I, hated buy, that. I didn't think that that was about anything. Those cats are playing for him, man. 
I yeah. got to give them credit, man. They played for they played for Dan Campbell. They really they've got a lot of issues. They can't stop me, you, or Lindsey from scoring. But I mean, they they're competitive, man. They won games. There's hope in Detroit. There is. Like, Which, that when's the last happen. time we said that? Yeah, not but a he, long yeah. time ago. Because even though they're under 500, but you can say, hey, I see what he's building. But other coaches, if you're not performing, we don't care about what you're trying to build, what your plans for the future are. you got to get out of here. Speaking of uh, Brandon Staley, the Chargers coach, uh, earlier today the Chargers tweeted out, we've parted away with offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi and passing game coordinator quarterback Shane Day. So uh, they got they got rid of those guys. Obviously that has to do with the debacle that they had on, uh, on Saturday night. It was so funny. I was on the radio doing live radio uh, when that game was going down. And, man, you want to talk about a roller coaster. It's like, oh, this game stinks. This guy's a blowout. All of a sudden, wait a minute, hold on. This is not going to – there's no way. There's no – okay, it happened, and the Jaguars win the game. So they made that move earlier today. Tampa Bay – how about this one, guys? Tampa Bay is expected to move on from offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich. Remember, he was a guy that was just in conversations about being the next head coach of the Jaguars until it didn't happen, and now all of a sudden he's getting ready to get fired in Tampa Bay. Like I said, it's the pecking order because you could say that there's a lot of people calling for Todd Bull this season and just how – I mean, I don't even say that it's mismanaged. It's just, it's just tough to go from – accomplished and then somebody who's brand new to the job like why aren't you perfect I'm figuring things out and we have a lot of uh, a lot of not excuses but I have Tom Brady I have some good players on on defense and offense so I should be able to get this going but ultimately it's hard to find success and why did they not run the rock also why did they not try to run the rock right where was he Yo, he's been missing for about three years now. That, I think <laughs> that's, that's the bigger issue. And I also think that Todd Bowles, I know that you want the team to reflect your personality. I'm going to make Tampa Bay my team now. Yeah. Maybe get a more conservative offensive coordinator in. Because I do think that Byron Leftwich was an extension of Bruce Arians of, hey, man, we're going to air it out and we're going to have some fun. And maybe Todd Bowles is like, I don't want my offense to just be airing it out, throwing the ball 66 times. He probably was looking at Byron Leftwich like 66 times. Why isn't the running game there? Not actually taking into account that playoff Lenny ain't playoff Lenny anymore. But, but. There's got to be some kind of, though, dedication to trying to run the rock. Like, you can't ask Brady to throw the ball 66 times. You can't ask any quarterback to no. be the only. Like, the deception's all there. And so you're trying to make people fit a, a, a camp. Top is that what it's called? I have no idea. Yeah, well, well, I ain't heard that, that one. one. <laughs> that one wasn't as good as my cornucopia line, but no, there's room no. for improvement. There you go. We'll go ahead and jot that one down. A camel through a what? There's like a some Bible thing where you can't. It's easier to get into heaven, or it's. it's hold on now. Uh, yeah, hold on. Let me get yeah. my words all together. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. It's easier to fit a camel through a needle point than it is for someone to get in heaven. Something like that. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, those right. sermons just. They, hey, I ain't mad at you, Lee. I didn't know Lindsay was about to take us to church. I didn't either. Here we are, <laughs> praying away. Help. Hey guys, I've got the full quote here. All right. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. There you oh, go. there you go. See, and now that makes the all the sense. Of it. You just <laughs> left out a couple words. What, what book is that one from? New Testament, Luke See, eighteen and twenty-five. If I had to pick a testament, it'd be the new one. There you go. <laughs> There she is, Lindsey Brown, ladies and gentlemen. No, that's good stuff. That's good stuff right there. I don't even know how we got on that subject, but that's cool. We'll uh, we'll roll with that one. Hail let me Mary's go ahead. Probably. Let me go over a couple more of my news and notes as we close out the hour and get to Tyra Dragon from USA Today talk all things NFL. Uh, I talked about Tampa Bay moving on from Leftwich. Uh, the Texans they interviewed Sean Payton. They really they're really starting to 
starting to heat up and believing that Sean Payton is their guy. DeMond, do you see Sean Payton in Houston? I do not. When we talked to John McClain yesterday, I kind of just wanted to ask him just to see, hey, if there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. But I didn't think it was this legit. He got the interview, and as John said yesterday, if you're interviewing Sean Payton, you, are, you already know what the compensation is going to be that right. you have to give to the Saints. But, hey, what do you want to take on that job? I don't know. But maybe if you say, hey, you're going to give one of the hot quarterbacks, we don't know how he feels. He's saying, I can mold this guy and make him the next whoever, and maybe he finds that that job is attractive with that high draft pick. Lindsey, Sean Payton in Houston? I mean, the only thing I could think is that he wants free reign to do whatever he wants, and he's kind of earned that to to an extent. With Nick this. Casario's the GM there, though. I know, but he's kind of used to turning over the keys, isn't he a, a, a Patriot? He's a Patriot uh, guy. He's, he, so, comes from the, I mean, he comes from the Patriot tree. Yeah, and so they kind of want certain guys to fulfill certain roles. That's why so many of those guys have gotten chances when they probably haven't entirely earned them but Houston just doesn't seem like that attractive to an option or of an option for me Broncos out there because I think that's a that's a much juicier project from scratch you know my final little nugget here we just talked about the Belichick Patriot tree the Cardinals they introduced their uh their new GM Monty Austinfort and uh the GMs who've been scouted for the Bill for GMs who scouted for Bill Belichick Patriots check this out Scott Pioli who's with the Chiefs Thomas Dimitrov with the Falcons, Jason Light with the Buccaneers, John Robinson with the Titans, Bob Quinn, the Lions, Nick Casario, Casario, the Texans, Dave Ziegler, the Raiders, and Monty Austinfort with the Cardinals. It's a pretty long, big laundry list right there. 3.55 is the time. When we come back, kick off hour number three of the show. It's already hour three already? Wow. Tyler Dragon, USA Today. He'll join the show. It's Radio Nation Radio 920.